Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Welcome to this week's episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. See you next to me on the couch is your other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. This has a chance to be the angriest podcast in the history of Married with Movies. I don't think that's true. So buckle up at home, fuckers, and get ready for a whole lot of sass, a whole lot of ass. And that's just from Mullet, not even from me. It's April 18th, 2021. If you're new here, every single week we talk about our lives, we talk about the movies that we watched in our massive movie collection. We're currently in the process of wrapping up. Our wrap it up. Our wrapping it up series where we watch the movies that we didn't watch uh, in the middle of doing the other series we've already done. I'd like to apologize in advance for my demeanor on this show. Why? Not even. From Why are you apologizing to them? You're not even apologizing to me? No. Fuck you. You, there's a, like, legally a piece of paper that says you have to put up with this. No. Beyond the... It's void. Beyond the... Augie signed it. Very true. If Augie had signed, has signed a legal document, that means that that legal document is no longer legal. Beyond the movie that we're discussing today, putting me in... A particular mood. About so hour and a half ago, we're sitting here, just wrapped up a dinner that was not very good. Uh, a dinner that had to pivot into a different dinner. Yeah, we, we, we had to try new like, recipes, and sometimes they don't work out. This one did not work out. I'm sitting here trying to finish the next episode of uh, next pay-per-view for my retro wrestling diary, arcadeaudio.net slash podbloggle. Jillian sitting here eating her dessert, enjoying, trying to enjoy Captain Marvel, and our TV goes black. And I'm like, huh, that's weird. I can still hear it. What what happened here? Jillian, Jillian was very confused. As was I. And this happened a few days ago as well. And I didn't think anything of it. Just thought, okay, you know, I restarted the, the TV. Worked fine. So I tried to do the same. Didn't work. Tried to replug some things, didn't work. It appears as though the backlight on our TV went out. And hey look, but you know what? It's been a good run, man. We've had that TV for eight this years. This is a big loss in the family. We've never done. Oh my God, you're this like crying. Episode. No, I've just been yawning a lot. Um, yeah, we've had this TV for like eight years, so it probably was time. It was like yeah, but we've never we've never done this podcast without without this, this TV. television. So. So X-Men, this is our last so episode X-Men, of Mary X Men Dark Phoenix was the last movie. That's why this movie. That's why the TV shit out. We put it through X Men Dark Phoenix. Yeah, and that, it's like, oh, you made me play you X Men Dark Phoenix, and then you put on this new Law and Order Criminal Intent. Law and Order show. Organized Crime. You leave organized. Vincent D'Onofrio out of this. 
organized crime yeah, show, we've, we've piece puni- of shit been show. Been punishing our TV with bad content for, for days. Um, also, Gary abusing bad jokes. <laughs> yeah, man, this TV just said fuck you. This is a big old fuck you. This was on us. I'm so sorry. This, this TV, was definitely on us, bro. This TV put a fucking metaphorical bullet in its head <laughs> after what we put it through over the past, like, 72 hours. Uh, so, yeah, so by the time you're hearing this, because it's April 18th, 2021, in case I didn't already say that, we will have tomorrow gone out and purchased a new TV, which is just makes me so happy, you know, just having to go out and plop a few hundred dollars that I was not expecting to plop down that I, that we were intending to use on, you know, helping us get out of debt and get a new house. But welcome to uh welcome to adulthood. Being an adult fucking sucks. So we're going to go do that tomorrow instead. Still haven't finished watching my pay-per-view. And now I'm sitting here looking at our our entertainment center that's just uh, some screws, a couple controllers, a couple of movies, a box of tissues, which I'll probably use later. Um, not for that. For our because you're gonna cry or because you're gonna jerk off. I'm gonna do both at the uh, same time. Our Apple TV, our Alexa, just all unplugged. It's all sad. No, sh- shut up, Alexa. Don't be mean. She didn't do it. Look, I've been mean to everybody, all right? And I, I know, apologize. You've been really mean to me. You're mean to Jillian. I apologize to her. She was just trying to give you a hug. No, she wasn't. She was shaking a maraca and talking about how her butthole hurts. That's not what I need to hear when my TV just broke. You're four. I get it. Good for you. You're of no use to me at the moment. Samantha just had to spit water back into the bottle. And I got it all over myself. That was disgusting. I immediately feel better. Don't throw the don't throw these on the recorder. Then this recording ain't gonna work. Then we can't do the podcast. God damn it. Why aren't you wearing I'm not wearing a shirt because I retrieved I had like a pile of trading cards behind the entertainment system that fell at some point. And I was like, trading cards are hot. There may be some valuable cards in here. So were then I there? Not really. So then I like I gathered them, and they were all dusty, so I was cleaning the dust off of them on my, on my pants and my, my shirt. So I changed my shirt and my pants, but I never put another shirt back on. So now I'm just sitting here with my nipples out <laughs> doing the podcast. So it's our first podcast without our old TV. My first podcast, shirtless, probably, I think. No, I don't that's know. That's probably not true. This podcast, this not podcast. total. Just sad and mad, not glad, because I had a good TV. And I was trying to come up with a word that rhymed with all those words to make you spit that water out. I couldn't it would have gone right on your nipples. Ew, don't spit on my nipples. Anyway. We had a good day before all of this happened. We went and had fun with Jillian at a, at an arcade. And we had Del Taco. And we wrestled and had all kinds of fun. And this had to shit all over the rest of my day. Well, so I'm not happy. Well, let's keep that streak going by talking about today's movie. First, oh. we watched a movie. Would have been two because we were going to record this tomorrow. Yeah, we were. And we were going to watch the movie that we were supposed to watch today. 
the final movie in our uh, our and my Oscar quest. By the time this is Your airing, Oscar quest. I'm not by the time this is airing, make sure you also subscribe to the blank slate on the Arcade Audio Network of Shows and wherever you get your podcast. For myself, Tony Colt, and Rich Cambellucci's uh, breakdown of the 2021 Oscar nominations. Um, so instead, we're recording tonight, but we did watch one movie the other night. We watched Minori. We did. Which was the, the next to last movie uh, I needed to watch to complete um, our research. We buckled down and did the expensive rental and sat and watched it. What did you think? I thought it was good. I thought it was very good, yes. I thought it was very good. Uh, I don't know if I'd go too much more than that. I mean, I think that the performances were good. I think it was a really good story about family. And I... What... And I haven't watched all the Oscar movies that you've watched, but the ones that I have watched have been really just strong character pieces, like Nomadland... You know, and and I think it was, like, interesting that these are the two that I really watched because you have Nomadland, which is, like, what um, that character, like, on their own, right? Being alone mm-hmm. and, like, trying to avoid living in a house, being tied down, whatever it is, right? And then this is, like, the opposite. Like, it's, like, this family that's trying to, like, assimilate and live the American dream and and I thought that I don't know why I felt like both of them had the same kind of vibe but were just such different stories but I felt like they were both kind of paced similarly sure um a little on the slower side not 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 too much in terms of action um I thought it was good I thought it was it was good yeah I I, I you pretty much said it all it was solid um was I was a little solid. disappointed in that it had a, it has a lot of strong word of mouth and a lot of like good buzz, but it it definitely wasn't my favorite. Definitely wasn't my least favorite of the crop. I mean, I don't want to go too deep into it because I'm gonna probably be talking about it more. Um, sure, sure, sure. You know, in in two days, and people already can hear it by now. But yeah, good solid movie that um you will like probably. That's <laughs> as ringing of endorsement, I guess, as I can give it. Mm-hmm. Now let's talk about the movie that sucked ass. Our, so after this, we only have two more movies in our Wrap It Up series to complete. This is the, not the penultimate, but the the second penultimate. <laughs> oh, fucking no. Fucking no. X-Men Dark Phoenix was the movie. Samantha, it is your turn. To read the back of the box. You didn't have your phone on you today, so you're just going to make up lost time? And just... No, I was pulling this up. Oh, your little chart? My chart. Thanks for being so mean to me. You're welcome. Oh, my gosh. X-Men Dark Phoenix. Sophie Turner, James McAvoy, Michael Fassbender, and Jennifer Lawrence fire up an all-star cast in the spectacular culmination of the X-Men saga. During a rescue mission in space, Jean Grey, Turner, is transformed into the infinitely powerful and dangerous Dark Phoenix, in all caps. As Jean spirals out of control, the X-Men must unite to face their most devastating enemy yet, one of their own. 
Boom, baby. I threw that the wrong way. <laughs> Let's go on the steps. Zero. And I almost went right into the wall. Well, me. So I'm still up two. Yes. Okay. So uh, about two years ago at this point, we watched all the X-Men movies. We did. Um, we were... A brief, a brief recap of the the overall scores to those movies, which is definitely the biggest undertaking we've done in this podcast history. three years ago. This no, point. I don't think it was that far back. It was in 2018. Really? May of 2018. Wow. Three years ago. This Jesus. Point. Yeah. We started it over, I th- guess it was Memorial Day weekend. We watched X-Men 1 on 526. Huh. Yeah. Overall score? It's crazy. Well, I got it. Oh, you have it there? Yeah, so X-Men 1 got a 5, X2 got an 8, uh, X-Men The Last Stand got a 4.25, X-Men Origins Wolverine got a 3, X-Men First Class got a 9.25, The Wolverine got a 3.25, Days of Future Past got an 8, X-Men Apocalypse got a 4.5, and Logan got a 9.25. And all over the place. Um, yeah. You know, Logan's kind of a outlier for this specific run, because this specific run is really first class, Days of Future Past, Apocalypse, and uh, Days of Future, uh, Dark Phoenix. And there's if, if, you, if you say those back to back to back to back, the one thing that stands out is, well, that's a law of diminishing returns. A hundred percent. And Days of Future Past is a very, very good movie. It, it is. It's good. It X-Men is. First Class is my second favorite X-Men movie after Logan. Probably your first favorite. Probably your favorite X-Men movie. Um, yeah, um, I would say, yeah, that's my favorite X-Men movie. And then Logan is probably my second yeah. favorite. And Apocalypse. And then Days of Future Past. Yeah. And then Apocalypse is where, like, the wheels start coming off. And you're just like, oh, oh, no. This kind of no, like it, it kept going in the timeline. So here, here's my biggest, not my biggest complaint about this movie, because I think this movie is a pile of shit. I think this movie was very, very bad. What a load of shit. That's my very first <laughs> note on the movie. And that's even before anything happened. Was significant. that at some point, these movies lost any sense of trying specifically with apocalypse and dark phoenix because <laughs> we're led to believe and supposed to believe that this all still like happens right so yeah and i think that we kind of briefly touched on it when we talked about this with Tatiana friend of the show Tatiana we kind mm-hmm. of mentioned that we watched this and i think what the biggest problem that I have with this movie, and especially because the only thing we can really compare it to in terms of superhero movies that do something like time traveling is like what MCU did with the Avengers. There's no time travel here. Yeah, oh, we're talking about here, Days of Future Past. But from so in Days of Future Past, the whole premise was that they went back in time to change it. And they said it in this movie. Jennifer Lawrence says, We went back in time to change it. To change the world, to make it a better place, and now we should go and live in it. But she I, doesn't know that. I don't understand. Right, but that her character said that. Her when they were in the lab, her she said it's a Hank when they were both regular, not in blue. <laughs> when they were both in their were, regular hum, hum, humanified. Human, humanified. So, so but 
so like the whole premise of this is this happened in this new timeline. But all right, so here's my problem. With, well, this is gonna get so but ugly then, and metal with time travel. But then they go moves. back to bef- before. Okay, so what in in movies it, it specifically? It's been established there's two different kinds of time travel, right? MCU and Marvel has said like if you go back in the past, when you go back to the present, it doesn't like everything doesn't automatically change. That just creates like a schism on the timeline, right? Yeah, like it's like the Back to the Future. No, 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 no. That's exactly totally the opposite. So if you go back in time and you come and like whatever happens there, you've done. When you go back to the present where you left from, it nothing has changed. Just yourself just continues, but back in time that has created deviation from those characters. Correct. That's what. But in this and in Back to the Future, like in Days of Future Past. When Logan comes back after saving the day, Jean Grey's still alive because of the Dark Phoenix thing from X-Men The Last Stand. Hasn't happened. Kelsey Grammer is still fucking blue and teaching at the school. You know, like that thing happened. So that, to me, indicates, okay, that whatever happened in Days of Future Past, like, there's events that are going to happen that still lead us to that route. Right? Right? No, that when you go into the future... From that point in time in the past, you go to that that past point where you just changed it and you just deviated to that new future. You make no goddamn sense. <laughs> Neither does this When you this talk movie. about time travel. I, I, we're not talking about it anymore. Um, <laughs> apocalypse happens. Apocalypse was supposed to happen in what, like the 70s, 80s, some horse shit like that? Yeah, they were wearing like bell bottoms, I think. Sure. Uh... So that, yeah, because I think, like, Quicksilver's playing, like, Pong, and he's, like, really good at it. Yeah, 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 That's, like, like my frame of reference. Um, Quicksilver. Yeah. What and a when, cool character. And when he came in uh, into the 80s version of uh, WandaVision's uh, thing, he didn't change because... Uh, We're not... Don't, what? don't, don't. Um, so, like, obviously that's going to change some things. But then here, we're, I think we're in 1992 here, and... So now she is Dark Phoenix? Are we supposed to forget? It's so fucking confusing. It's so fucking muddled. You know what also doesn't help? The fact that at this point, I believe Magneto and Charles Xavier and all these characters should at some point age! I know. And no, like, there's not even a fucking attempt, not even a thought to make James McAvoy or Michael Fassbender or Jennifer Lawrence look like they haven't been doing these movies for like six or seven years only and they're supposed to have been aged 30 years. Yeah. Right? Like they should be in their 60s. Nah, don't worry about it. Don't. No one's gonna fucking notice or care. Nah, you're bald now. That's enough. It's it's fucking lazy and stupid. Nobody seems like they want to fucking be there. Well, the everyone, three main don't. Everyone is so fucking disinterested. No, you in know this. who's not? You know who's invested to the hill? Cuck number two. We're Cuck not. Cuck two. I'm, He's I, I invested can't fucking, to the hill. I can't talk about him yet. I, I'm having a bad enough fucking couple of hours, okay? But the last movie fucked me up so bad is like, okay, like Mystique is back with them somehow. I completely forgot. I had to look it up. 
I didn't even bother to look it up because, like, as soon as it started, like, I didn't care. It's like, okay, she's kind of helping but train I was like, Wait, again. What happened at the end of the other one? Oh, and the okay, X Men yeah, are she's... famous now. Like the X Men always like so in X Men. Like the president is calling them. Like in two thousands X Men, they are still like hidden away. There's a school for them, but they're still not like a thing because in X Two and The Last Stand, like mutants are now a thing, and like there's. Congress and legislation and like shots and stuff. I'm making myself dizzy moving like this. Yeah, but then, but then the whole Sentinel program and everything from in the Days of the Future sure. past, and then that kind of made it a bigger deal. But I thought and at this point the timeline they still like. War- I guess because of Days of Future Past, they are like more well known. Okay, because they All saved right. the president. All right, but at the end of Apocalypse, to beat Apocalypse, doesn't Jean like tap into like her inner Dark Phoenix to beat Apocalypse? So how does, like, a solar fucking flare in space, like, bring it out in her? I think it just made, it just amplified her. Sweet. This is also the same writer that did X-Men The Last Stand. This is this guy's second crack at making a Dark Phoenix movie. Maybe just don't have this guy do Dark Phoenix. He also directed it, because Brian Singer is a shit. Um, Everybody is. Like, it, 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 it has so much potential to be such a good story, because I think Does it? I think that as a character, look, I'm just going to go out on a limb here because I think I talked about how much I like X-Men. I, I, I like, you know, I watched the cartoon show, everything like that. But I think that they focus on a lot of the wrong X-Men. And okay. And I say that, like, there's so many of them. Yeah. When I was looking up, okay, who are, like, the most powerful X-Men, right? Because I know we're going to talk about power and everything on this show. And it's like, it was like, Ones who I'd never even heard of were on there. And I'm like, I thought that I knew enough. Mm-hmm. But apparently there's so many iterations of people. Yeah. And I think that Dark Phoenix is, without a doubt, the most powerful. I think that across the board. So I don't understand how you cannot make that a good movie. A watchable movie. I, don't, I was texting it back and forth with Steve because I told Steve I finally watched and of course I had to get my Cyclops shots in on Steve um, <laughs> from this movie, uh, which I'll, I'll read that text conversation here in just a few moments. But um, he was like, God, like I, just, they, they fucked it up twice. And I was like, yeah, but maybe like Dark Phoenix just doesn't translate well. Like Maybe it doesn't. Maybe it's the same reason why like it's hard to have a good super movie is like you have a character that is so inherently... Superman, you mean? I said Superman, didn't I? You said super movie. Oh, Superman, sorry. So inherently, like, unstoppable and, like... Like, the most powerful being. Yes. And Dark Phoenix is kind of the same. Mm Mm-hmm. That I find it hard to invest in a story where she's evil and needs to be stopped... The closest thing to me that came to it was at the end of X-Men, the last scene, when she's just sniping people and making them just fucking combust. That's not a word. Uh, And Logan has to, like, struggle through it and heal himself to finally kill her. Like, that's the closest thing I could really come or get to it. Um, Beyond, like, the end of X2 when she sacrifices herself to, you know, save the day. This, you know, you see her as a child... And she's obviously very powerful, and she kills her mother on accident. My first note was, Dark Phoenix is dark, yo. And you find that her her father was, she presumed dead, but actually wasn't. Charles Xavier is a big old piece of shit in this movie. 
But I think I think that the manipulation that was shown here is not like it's not known that he's manipulative. But like everything that he does, he does for uh for the cause, right? For like the bigger picture. But I think like it's always been known that he he is manipulative and he does things like that to get his way. I guess. Where the fuck was Moira? I don't understand. They just drop all these things. Well, uh, Roseburn was only in first class. She didn't come back at any point, did she? Her voice was there sometimes. Maybe that was at the end of first class. When they just... Or like they talked about There is her. just an inherent misfocus. So in this movie, I already referenced Quicksilver. So fucking wasted. Wasted. The last two movies, he was the best part in. And I understand they've established him as a funny side character, but you're not going to give us one of those sequences. Right. And like, he knows he's Eric's son and it's just not a dress. It's not a dress. Like you could have had never. And it, that could have been give him some emotional depth, especially when you have an actor like Michael Fassbender still playing Magneto and you have quick. So like you have like these two people who are portraying their characters so well and you don't think that put them in a scene together. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. I forgot Storm was in the movie every time she appeared in the movie. And I'm not a big fan of that character or the way it's portrayed throughout the entire franchise between Halle Berry and this this girl. But, like, at least they gave Halle Berry some stuff to do and she didn't succeed. This girl doesn't get, like, anything right, to do. Right. Same thing with Nightcrawler. I, again, I don't like Cody Smith-McPhee, um, particularly when, like, some guy he just randomly met dies and he has to emote and be angry for five seconds. Yeah. But he's a really cool character and he does really cool things. I love and he's very, very useful. One of my favorite and characters. There's nothing. Nothing. And those are the people that at least to me are like trying or interesting. Mm-hmm. But heaven forbid if we don't give Jennifer Lawrence six fucking monologues it seems like or we get James McAvoy pointing at his bald head a bunch of times. And I just also didn't like how, and I think going back to what you said, the, the, like, misfocus. Because there were three different stories going on the entire movie. And I don't think it was necessary to have three different stories going on the whole movie. You know, so. Especially because the stories that are going on are people that are just collecting a paycheck, going through the motions. Like, the first scene, like, the space rescue that, like, should have had some, like, tension behind it or some emotion, and I felt none of it. I felt nothing. And that's something that a lot of people wanted for X-Men movies for a while, was seeing the X-Men famous as a team, as a unit, like, doing missions and going on things. Like, you never really got that, ever. If they did, it was immediately, like, cut into something else, or they separated or Mm -hmm. split. Like, that sequence could have been really, really cool, and I was just like, okay, cool. That's it? Sweet. Um, what are these three stories that you're talking about? Well, you have the whole Dark Phoenix story. Sure. The name of the movie itself. Right. You have that, right? You have, well, like, Gene's Journey, rather. Yes. Okay, Gene's Journey. Okay. Then you've got Xavier dealing with not being the president's best friend anymore. That wasn't a side Slash plot. Raven's death. Well, that's, so you have everybody kind of dealing with Raven's death. Sure. So, so basically, Slash, 
these stupid fucking aliens. The aliens suck ass. They suck. And I'm sorry. I know Jessica Chastain is a like wonderful actress. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. I'm waiting to see it. I, I can't wait. I didn't know what happened to her eyebrows, and I I didn't know what was happening. We have she was dead in the eyes. We have a very lengthy LVP conversation to have because there are three, in my opinion, three stone cold locks that I'm really gonna probably let you drive drive whatever. I would be There's fine with one. any of them. Okay. Um. Yeah. The. The Raven thing is obviously coming when Mystique's character right. is killed. And I like the stuff that leads up to it. So, uh, Jean with her father in the house and, like, that her was, fighting everybody but off. That, it was just so lame, though. See, I didn't, I did, that was, that, so that in the train fight, there's two good action fight scenes. But the problem with each of them is you have so many characters thrown into it that it just feels very... It all feels very unimportant. Like, sure, we have aliens now that are trying to harness this dark phoenix energy to take over the world, but it still doesn't feel important. Like, the climax and the action that comes from everything, for whatever reason, like, Days of Future Past, these sentinels that are going to wipe out like the mutant population, that's more severe to me. First class, the Cuban missile, missile crisis, apocalypse. Like they all feel more than what this is. And that ultimately combined with a, sh- a shit plot and shit story and shit performances make this shit. The aliens wanting to take over the world because of Dark Phoenix should feel pretty big and important. But now they're just kind of fighting on a train. Well, but they should be more ominous. And I think that they tried really hard to set it up when they had them coming out the woods looking all creepy and stuff. But then they shapeshift into these humans, like you said, that don't want to be there. And you don't get that same terror from. I think that they... Thought Jessica Chastain with her like white eyebrows and no facial expression and like like just deadpan voice was gonna be ominous enough, you know, like that people were gonna be intimidated and scared of it. And I wasn't. And I know what that weird twisty stomach thing was that she did. But I was like, oh, All their yeah. Okay. All of their powers were pretty. I was like, but why? Why? Why did vague. they vague? So they want it so they could be so powerful and they can wipe out the human race or mutant race, people on Earth, and take over the Earth because their planet got destroyed. Like I feel like that's the same storyline. That's the same concept of Star Trek. And Eric Bana, and he was, even though we didn't like him, I think he was a more intimidating villain. Yeah, that's a little crazy. Okay. Hello, Eric- Christopher. I'm Nero. That's, boom, I won my argument. The problem, <laughs> Jessica Chastain dead-eyed me on a podcast where they can't see it. I just have to be the one that suffer. I'm suffering enough. Don't do this to me. The, all the aliens... St- 
all the aliens just look like they're in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. <laughs> with the same amount of, of interest and whatnot. So, so that all sucks. And then when like you're introduced to them, then the next thing you know is I'm watching the X-Men at like a college party. It's like, cool party, not. Then you have these scroll ship-shifting aliens. Cool, not. In this movie's defense, apparently the conclusion of the movie had to be significantly rewritten and shot because it was incredibly similar to another superhero movie that came out before it. I forget, and I think James McAvoy was one that let that slip in an interview, and it was pretty much a, a assumed or confirmed that it was Captain Marvel because woman, glowing, illuminating, powerful being in the sky, you know, saving the day or doing whatever, was probably going to be what Dark Phoenix really did near the end of it, and they had to come up with that train stuff instead, and her flying up with... I couldn't even tell you Jessica Chastain's character's fucking name. I think it's Vuk or something, or Vuk or Vuk, or should have been, been Fuck the Alien, <laughs> which is... Yeah, but I just also think, like, I don't know, and maybe it's just because I, I know that this is a reboot, right? I know this is a reboot from the original X-Men. No, this, well, this is the end of this, like... The end of this, but I feel like... This is the last you... X-Men movie for who knows how long. Right, but when you kill off a significant character like Mystique, I know, okay, then the rest of the movie is, like, people's reaction, but I feel like there was not a lot of pomp and circumstance, but... There's plenty of time. There's plenty of, of pomp, but not a lot of circumstance, I guess. No, I'd say there's more circumstance than pomp, because you had to have Beast talk with Charles about it, then Beast talks with Magneto about it, and Magneto has to well, fight for it, and... I just, I just, I know that they chose that route because it's the most impactful because she was on every side, but... I was happy! I was well, like, I don't have to listen to Jennifer Lawrence talk anymore. Great. Okay, well. What, you thought it was impactful? No, I said I, I, I understand why they chose her to do it because it was impactful to those characters. Mm. Not to, to me, I wasn't mad because I, I do like Jennifer Lawrence as Mystique. I do. I think I've talked about it before mm -hmm. on the show. I do. And I, now where do you go from, from there? Nowhere, it's over. Well, but you certainly don't name the school after her. You name the school after her murderer. Why do you name it the Jean Grey School for Gifted Mutants? Why not the Raven Mystique? I don't know her fucking Stockholm. name. Stockholm. Is that her name? I think so. Yeah. Okay, I understand it now. It's just a shitty name for a school. Raven Stockholm. She sounds like a Sherlock Holmes mistress. Or you could have just left it as the Charles Xavier School for the Gifted. Sure, just because you retired doesn't mean you have to take your name off right. the thing. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, that's your legacy, bro. They're still going to be the X-Men. Like, what? But The X-Woman like, line's another, like, rolling eye Oh, I don't, don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it because I could go on a rant about it because I, I don't, I think we said this when we talked about Avengers as well. Endgame, like, is not necessary. If you want to propel women and put women in power... Or put women in the forefront, just do it and don't call attention to it. Because that's what society is, right? Yep. I, just do it. Like it, it, it just is so unnecessary. But I know why they did that with Mystique, because it was going to be the most impactful amongst the characters. 
I'm just upset because that means that whatever the next iteration of the X-Men are, unless they start over again, it I won't think they have will. a mystique character. And I think that she's such a pivotal character amongst both the good guys and the bad guys, if you will, because she does have that fluidity where she goes back and forth a lot, you know? Um, so that, that, that I was just bummed about that. I was not expecting a major character to get killed off. Um, I was because I think another sure, reason I, why it was done was just like, well, we don't have to invite Jennifer Lawrence back. Her contract's up, and she doesn't want to do this anymore. So let's take care of it, and then we can have we can get some some quote unquote emotion out of it that I felt none of. I was like, oh, good. Honestly, that was my reaction. I was like, yeah. oh, good, she's gone, she's okay. dead. That that's great. Okay. And it killed any momentum that that scene of Jean against all of her friends had with me whatsoever. And then you got an hour of, that's not the Gene I know scenes, and the kids asking, is Gene bad? No, it's complicated. And everyone fighting and arguing and trying to decide what they're supposed to do. Yeah. It's predictable, and it's not something I want to watch in a fucking X-Men movie. The plot and story just stunk. It just flat out stunk. It did, and and I also didn't like the inconsistencies in terms of portraying their powers. Like, and I think this is a big one for me because I am I'm a big nerd and I do like this, but it's like you have like one of the most powerful, well, two of the most powerful X Men ever, right? Um, uh, Professor X and. Magneto, right? Mm-hmm. They're mega level mutants. They're they're most powerful, and you show them up against Phoenix, right? And you show them like doing things, and they they struggle, right? So like when uh, when he was um, trying to manipulate that helicopter, he was struggling when he was oh, trying yeah. to hold it back. Fastbender's the MVP of the movie, right? He's so good. He. He's the only one who I felt emotion when he said Raven's eye. Like he has like a great oh. look on his face. Him with that helicopter, Fazbender's putting in work. But in this I movie. was just upset that like with that helicopter, it was like such a struggle for him and for her. She wasn't breaking a sweat. And then when well, he pulled the subway up, yeah, it seemed to me the way that it was portrayed, it seemed to me like that was easier for him than the helicopter. I don't know if it's because he was out of whack, he didn't have his helmet, whatever, but. Like, she just, like, tosses them around like a ragdoll, and I know that she's the most powerful, sure. but they're still super powerful in their own right, and I I don't know if they did that because they couldn't portray it any other way, that she could kick their asses. I get it. But... The only other person I had on the MVP, like, plain, would have been Sophie Turner. She, I think she does a good job. I think she given. did a good job. I think she does a good job of what she's given. I mean, she's... I think the she has a couple. Switch. Yeah, she does a good switch. I, I think when she's just kind of Jean early on is what kills it for me. You know what I mean? She seemed a little too out of place, just being as normal as she could be in that character. My vote is Fassbender. I mean, you're not gonna hear a no from me. So that would be my, uh, Michael Fassbender's third MVP. He Ooh. got uh, one for Prometheus, and he got one for X Men First Class. So. Uh, he joins the... He joins James McAvoy. <laughs> well, McAvoy, Fazbender, and Jackman are the multi-time X-Men MVPs. Because we did... Us, uh, so we did what? One, two, three, 
four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. This is the tenth X Men movie. First one was Ian McKellen. Second one, I believe, is Hugh Jackman. Third one is, I believe, I, Patrick I have Stewart. It. I have it here. See if I can do this off the top of my head. So X Men was Ian McKellen. Ian McKellen. Uh-huh. Second one is Jackman. Uh-huh. Third one is Patrick Stewart. Uh-huh. Origins is Jackman. Yep. First Class is Fastbender. Yep. Wolverine is Jackman. Yep. Days of Future Past is McAvoy. Yep. Apocalypse is McAvoy. Yep. And Logan is Jackman. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So now do the LVPs. Well, we'll get there because we're not to LVP yet. Just kind of leave it up. I'm probably not going to remember. It's going to be a lot of fringe characters. Uh, another speaking of fringe characters. So any new mutants? We don't get like a lot of new mutants in this either. Like every movie, we get a couple. We just get Braid Man, <laughs> and we get that weird bald chick that. Fassbender had to get sad about for five seconds. She gets like thrown from a trainer. I was like, supposed to know who this is? Like, we couldn't. Olivia Munn was busy uh, cleaning up Aaron Rodgers' laundry and she couldn't come be Psylocke this this movie or something. Like, there was no connection. She's not cleaning up his laundry anymore. No. There was no connection. Like, all of Magneto's people that apparently have just been asylum there and the government leaves them alone for whatever reason, though he's a mass murderer essentially at this point. So like, was what? Hitler. <laughs> this has been RJ Hates no, Rap. No, no. It, it relates because of the whole World War II thing. I know, but the way you said it and looked at me, I wasn't going to win whatever the fuck I said. Stop it. Stop doing Jessica Chastain. The fight when they're trying to take down Dark Phoenix between Magneto's side and Beast and the X-Men... I just felt no emotional connection either way because I don't know who these new characters are or even what the fuck they're supposed to do. This guy's just whipping his hair back and forth. Was he? Whip Fucking Willow Smith? Back and forth. I whip my hair back and forth. So that just bothered me. Also, here's another fucking nitpick. So, one little dust up with the police in this small suburban town, right? And the president, who has been on speed dial with the head of mutants, right? is going to intern all the mutants like that? No. I think that the lesson, and that that's great because that was my Ridiculous. The lesson is that no matter what, humans or white people or Americans, whoever it is, say at the end of the day, they don't really give a fuck because they're full of hatred and terror and they'll do anything to put others under their thumb or in a box or subjugate them or something like that. That's, I think, that's way more thought that was put into what they did in the movie. Well... There you are. Anyway, back to this Beast and Magneto team up. I can't say I dislike it. I think it was a really cool. You're just a pervert for those two. Pairing? No, I'm not. <laughs> Why? What are you looking? There ain't nobody outside to help you. Yes, you're caught. What? You sicko. I dislike everything about Jessica Chastain. Well, we're gonna get there here in oh. a second. My last little point was. I don't know what it is that every single time they just... I, I I don't know the story of Dark Phoenix well enough to where... It's called Steve. Nah, I'm okay. Because uh, this the, will be an hour and a half the more children on top are, of this. Are still awake. And, and they're probably still awake, yes. <laughs> the, the... I don't know in the story if the character does perish or when she comes back or whatnot, yeah, but... She's a phoenix, bro. She ex- obviously dies. 
fucking hate. He's She's so a phoenix, man. The whole point is that she dies and comes back. But every time it's like, oh, there's a phoenix in the sky. Oh, she's still in some plane of existence. They're yeah, gonna exactly. come back. It just, it just makes me a big old jerk off motion, and I don't like it. Did you? Was there anything you liked besides Michael Fassbender? Was there anything you liked about the movie? Particular scenes. I like mm. the. I like the. I like the opening. Like I liked establishing her as a kid and her kind of rapport with Xavier before mm-hmm, they go on like, mm-hmm. the space rescue or whatnot. That's fine. I like I, that. like I like the ending. I like one last chess match between friends. And I like that a lot. Yeah, the that two best actors, like you know, even though... Bring it back. They look exactly the fucking same they did from 30 no, years no, ago, as I talked about earlier. Some, some age on There's them no then. age on them. Um, no, I, I mean, I liked some things, right? I liked that. Yeah, those things that you said. Okay. Let's talk about... The fact. What, I, what I thought was a missed opportunity, though, just because you just talked about, like, the internment of all of the mutants. So mm-hmm. they go, they capture all the mutants, right? And they put them in a train. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really a missed opportunity for them to, like, bring it back, go to Stryker Island, something like that. We don't need to go back there again for crying out loud. Well, I, I, it would have been continuity, at least. Okay, I'll give you that. This weird-ass train. Yeah, some continuity would have been nice. Right. Um, And uh, I just thought it didn't make a lot of sense because everybody on the train wanted to kill her, and then they all wanted to protect her. So, typical uh, for an X-Men movie, I think. Uh, Or at least this Who's this person that wrote it? Simon Kinberg? Fuck you, Simon Kinberg. (laughs) This is typical for your fucking movie. Um... The strength of these mutants, sometimes it seems like a hardship, but sometimes it isn't. I didn't like those inconsistencies. And I didn't really overall like this Specifically, inconsistencies iteration of, like, of these characters. I also didn't like the inconsistencies of like what they can do. Like There's some shots that certain characters take where I'm like, damn, that's lethal. And then it's not. <laughs> They're just totally fine. Also, these aliens can take dozens of rounds, but why can't it not get hit by a train? You know what I mean? Right, right, right. There's no background or filling in the blanks as to what these things can and cannot do and withstand. Oh, do you have to shoot them in the head? Right? Or, because if you shoot, like, like when we started watching The Walking Dead, they had, like, there was, like, maybe one or two sentences where it was made clear that you have to shoot them in the brain sure. in order to kill them. And then that made sense that when they were shot in the arm, they would keep coming at you, right? right. There was nothing like that in this to say, no. you know, that you have to decapitate them or whatever. Nothing. And then they just kept reshape shifting back into the... I want to give my phone an honorary MVP because my last note that I have, mm. uh, I was writing something and a character's name was auto-corrected mm-hmm. into cucklops instead of cyclops. <laughs> and I'll show it to you. <laughs> You're just such a liar. That it says cucklops. <laughs> cucklops so instead. Funny. And now it makes me want to make up a character called Cucklips. And it's That's just, really hilarious. So let's talk about the worst act the worst The worst character. Comic book character of all time, Cyclops. Sorry, Steve. I don't know what it is about the character that in every single fucking movie he has to be just a total fucking putz cuck. 
He's such a puppy dog. He's so Phoenix pussy whipped. He's a... He's supposed to be I don't the know if it's leader. something about the visor. I have to go back and watch Star Trek and see if LeVar Burton just always no. seemed like a bitch. You I, I know right I'm, I you know I'm shut wrong. shut the fuck up. I know. Off. That's everyone's uncle, LeVar Burton. Put him on Jeopardy already. And LeVar Burton could break down this door, come in here with his fucking visor on and say, what now, bitch? But it's something about just James Marsden looked the same. This fucking Ty Sheridan guy looks the same where they just look like bitches. And in this, like, he does some cool stuff. You know, he's, like, shining his visor and blowing things up and helping Right, like, he's got good aim. He's got it. Right? (laughs) You know your character sucks when the compliment you have. He's got good aim. Cool. So do dart players. (laughs) Like, just play darts with your eyes, dude. But, man, it's just, it's just, I didn't think that they had any chemistry. Sophie Turner and... Ty Sheridan. No. Because why would Sophie Turner have any chemistry with anyone other than Joe Jonas or Nick Jonas or Joe Jonas, George Jonas, Jonas Jonas, whichever Jonas she's with. It's like Mario, Mario, Jonas, Jonas. Yeah. Um, it's not her fault. It's all that guy's fault. No, I know. I know because I've watched Sophie Turner and a lot of other stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. she's on Game of Thrones, every, mm-hmm. right? Man, but this guy sucks. This guy sucked in... Ready Player, Ready Player One. One. Yeah, he sucked in Ready Player One. He's gonna suck in Ready Player Two. I think he's in something else too, wasn't he? Yeah, he's in. He is he, he the guy in Kingsman? No, I don't think he is. Again, he's one of those fucking white dudes that is in all these fucking projects, and I couldn't tell you exactly what he is and is not. He he's 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 in, in Tree of Life. Uh, no, it's just yeah, just X Men and Ready Player One. That's it. He's 24. Fuck this dude. Fuck this guy. Fuck this dude. Fuck this guy. Now, while we're fucking this dude, we gotta have this conversation now. Who's worse? Ty Sheridan, Jessica Chastain, or I have to throw in there Jennifer Lawrence. No, I don't think it's Jennifer Lawrence. I don't think Jennifer Lawrence. I ultimately don't. I think any other fucking movie it would be. She is so monotone and bored and not there. I did like the scene between her and Hank in the lab when she was like, we have to leave, like, we have to go. Like, they're the X-Men. Like, why do you think they're named the X-Men? I thought that that was a good scene between them. And I think that that... Again, I'm going to give it to you. She also didn't have a lot in this movie. She was only in the She had more than she. I think she earned. I'm going to give it to you. Because oh thanks. Well, I'm saying because the other two. Yeah, yeah. Because and she's definitely not worse than the other two. Yeah, I think she's ultimately number three, but we have to go with one. And they're both so bad. Now, are either one because of the writing, or any? Are either one because of what they were given? No, I think it's both of them. I think it's yeah. Now, which one is least valuable to the movie? I'll let you decide, honestly. I'm kind of leaning one way, but I want to see what you go with. I mean, I just, I just, I hate them both in this. I mean, let's see. So, so, the girl played Storm, didn't have enough. No, we're not talking right. about anybody else. Ugh. It's between these two. I know, man. It's either Ty Sheridan as Cyclops or Jessica Chastain as Vuk. 
I just feel like I don't know. This is this is difficult. And this like, isn't the first time that uh, an LVP for X Men. I know this for a fact. Is coming down to Cyclops or the villain, <laughs> which seems to be a reoccurring problem with these movies. Oh man, this is hard because, like, with Jessica Chastain, when you hear Jessica Chastain's name, you have expectations. Sure, former Academy Award Academy nominee, Award nominee, prestige actress, and so many different things. Yes. So you got expectations. You I hear Ty Sheridan, you're like, who the fuck is yeah. this kid? Who the fuck, who is, the this fuck guy? is this guy? I think you just answered. It's Jessica Chastain. It's Jessica Chastain. Yeah. But Ty Sheridan, Shoot. when you listen to this, you just know how close you were to getting that LVP. You're going to be my nominee for Should Have Been LVP. I'm just going to put that out there right now. I'm putting now. him and Jennifer Lawrence on my list. Well, he's going to be on so my list. So a couple interesting things here. So number one... Uh, the, if if you really couldn't decide, I was going to mention that Jessica Chastain was nominated for a Razzie for this performance. Well, as she should have been. As she should have been. Number two, that makes her a multi-time LVP on the podcast. She was the LVP for The Martian way back when. What's The Martian? The Matt Damon movie. Like the fucking, Mar- like The Martian, like nominated for Academy Awards, The Martian. Oh, when he was on Mars. Ah. I would love to hear you remember what movies are based on just their fucking title that already answered the question. We, we should totally do that. So That should totally be a game that we play. So yeah, so Jessica Chastain is now a multi-time LVP. And and zero-time MVP? I believe so. Um, I, I consulted my list. I think those are only two movies we've seen her in. I don't remember her in much else. And... It totally makes sense with what we've watched of her, you know? There, there's nothing about what she has done. Was she in Ocean's 8? No, she wasn't, right? That was Kate uh, Blanchett. Yeah, it was Kate Blanchett, okay. But she, I mean, she's been in a lot of stuff. She just, just the dead eyes. I mean, we're going to watch It Chapter 2. Oh, yeah, wow, yeah, we're yeah, We're going to watch her next. She's good in that. She's good yeah, in that. Yeah, she's, okay. she's definitely not the LVP in that movie. Um, she's You're not, lucky. She's definitely not the MVP, though. The MVP of that movie, I could tell you who it is right now. And ah, there's two. There's two. Um, yes, we'll, and we we'll, haven't seen some we'll of them. We'll cross our bridge when we come to it. Well, we'll cross our bridge in a uh, couple three, weeks. Two, three weeks, yeah. There's a few, a few things that we'll, we'll, we'll watch a few more of her movies and we'll make that determination. But Ty Sheridan, you lucky ass <sighs> motherfucker. You count your fucking blessings, Ty Sheridan. You mentioned something earlier as we kind of wrap it up here. You know, this will probably be our last X-Men movie for a very, very long time because we don't know where the X-Men franchise is going. We know eventually it is going into the, the MCU and that it's all under one umbrella now. But we, they... Spoiler, spoiler, they, spoiler. They shit the bed on that! Yeah, spoiler alert. With WandaVision, there was... Uh, I thought, we both thought there was going to be that easing into it and it was more so kind of like a red herring stunt casting for the fans, kind of teasing them a little bit. I still think that gets weaved in somehow or some way, but they may just want to do a full hard pivot and And just just recast everything. And I think it's so hard. I mean, I think that's going to be probably the hardest project that they're going to take on because it's going to be be significant. It is significant. And because a lot of what they do is been not necessarily original stories because they're all comic book based, but 
You know, you've had Robert Downey Jr. playing Iron Man for how many years, right? Right. Right? And you're not going to recast that particular character. That's the whole point. Like, you're moving on with these new characters. But with X-Men, you already have... With with Patrick Stewart, Ian McKellen, James McAvoy, Michael Fassbender, you have amazing performances. Fuck that. Wolverine. Well, and Wolverine. Wolverine itself I mean, is right. bigger than the other two combined to me. Well, I, so even with Hugh Jackman, right, you have such powerhouse performances. You have, like, you can't say the character without thinking of those actors. And I think yeah. that that's so significant. And it it's going to be so difficult to to recast. But I then w- but then can you do an X-Men movie or X-Men journey mm-hmm. in the MCU without those three principles? Yes. Oh, no, 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 you can't. I would not be surprised if to ease people into it, because we're obviously going into the multiverse side of things with Doctor Strange and Wanda, and then basically everything that's been confirmed about the next Spider-Man movie, if to introduce the concept into it, we see glimpses of some of those people as those characters just to get their footing until we settle into, okay, but what is, like, this universe in the MCU's version of these things? And also, I wouldn't be surprised if the way that that gets woven in would be through the other character that is part of the MCU now, that's also been a part of the X-Men universe, which is Deadpool, Deadpool. through Cable and his time travel. So, like, there's there's plenty of ways, convoluted, confusing-ass ways to get there. I can't wait to have a time travel conversation oh, man, about this with you. I can't wait for Josh Brolin to be Thanos and Cable. This... Well, Thanos is dead. So. Well, then maybe not in Cable's universe. God. Oh, yes! I'm going to make your head explode. You do that on a daily basis anyway. I know. Anything it. else on... X-Men Dark Phoenix. Let me consult my notes. Uh, oh, well, I didn't guess the LVPs. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to probably get This is a pile them. of shit. Uh, that's the a... first one might have been Ray Park. One second. As Toad. Nope. I don't know it then. Sean Ashmore. Oh, yeah, Iceman. Okay. As Iceman. X2... Oh, it was James <laughs> Morrison. <laughs> it's James Morrison. Uh-huh. Yeah. X-Men. X-Men was saying is, uh, I think it was like Danny Ramirez or one of the random... Danny Ramirez. Danny Ramirez, yeah. Uh, X Men Origins. I think it's yeah, Will I Am. It is. First class. <laughs> oh, January Jones. Uh huh. Wolverine. Some Japanese guy. Tao Okamoto. Yeah. Days of Future Past. The guy that played like Nixon or something. Mark Camacho. Yeah, I think it was the guy that played Nixon. Uh, Apocalypse. I Oscar Isaac. Sadly. Sadly, yeah. Logan. Uh. Oh oh uh, oh! A former Academy Award nominee, Richard E. Grant. Yeah. Yeah. So, see, you could do it. Yeah. I just had to... Mostly. Run. I have a good memory. You can't remember to take out the trash. I took out... The... It was a joke. It was a joke for the podcast, man. Hilarious. It was. What is your score for X-Men Dark Phoenix? Man, this movie sucked. Why do I have to score first again? Do you want me to go first? I'll go first. I'm going to fuck. It doesn't matter. I'm going to give this movie a two. It doesn't matter what your score is. Oh, wow. I'm going to give this movie a three. Why'd you say, oh, wow, like my score was so much I didn't, worse than yours. So, it's to me definitely, I don't, I don't remember our individual scores for I have all the individual Wolverine, scores. but to me, it was definitely the worst or close to the worst X-Men movie. 4.5 for you for Wolverine, and I give it a 2. The Wolverine? I'm talking about Origins. Oh, I'm so sorry. 
three. Yeah. Across the board. To me, it is equally as bad as Origins is the worst X-Men movie. Yeah, no, it... But a couple of the performances, like, Hugh Jackman are going to get it there. Yeah, like, look, this, I said, it was just lame. I just thought... But on average, this will be our worst X-Men movie based on total scores. You said, you said that it's, that you like the the fight scenes and stuff. I just thought that they were kind of lame, and I don't know if it was the, her, when she, like, looked around and the shimmer and the slow-mo, like... Okay. Can we also point out that they uh, introduced Dazzler in this movie just as some weird gem dancer in the the party? And it's like... I, and they got, like, an actress a, to do, like, Halston Sages and, like, not a name. What and a waste. This whole thing is just Right, a it's like, and they could have said, oh, look, it's Dazzler. They could have... Uh, like, they could have said or done something. They could have brought more in. And they just... And they still won't make fucking a fucking Gambit movie. I'm... And where's Rogue in this? Where's been Rogue in this whole iteration? It's not born yet, because of the... Don't... We're not going back to the timeline thing. Here's all I'm going to say. After having watched, but like, it, almost two seasons of X-Men the Animated Series with Jillian, we're not missing anything on Gambit. Overrated as fuck. Fuck Gambit. But not when, Chan, not when Channing Tatum plays him. Fuck Gambit. I don't want to hear... Um, uh, Rochambeau, um, <laughs> look at me, I'm Channing Tatum and Gambit. It's not the guy from the fucking Waterboy. What's going on? Basically, if you watch the X-Men animated series, that's basically that character. He's from Louisiana. Oh, and Bobby Boucher ain't. <laughs> we already referenced it earlier. Our next to last, our penultimate wrap-it-up movie will be It Chapter 2. That's coming up in three weeks' time. Next week is Miracle. Uh, randomly drawn out of the box, and after that, Samantha's nomination, Josie and the Pussycats, and this will be our little schedule, these three movies, uh, you know, in a rotation, until we get to the end of our Wrap It Up series. In, and at that in point, three weeks? And that, and that point, we'll start, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, no, pass that. We have, like, uh, six weeks, because we have one more after it, chapter two. Oh, oh, oh. That's what penultimate means, is next I, I was so confused, because you were like, this is, like, the penultimate penultimate? I said this one was. You don't listen. Well, yes. Is the point. Huh? Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Married with Movies. We encourage you, as always, to go to arcadeaudio.net for this podcast and the others in our network of shows. Rate, review, and subscribe every year podcast. Why do I always have a fucking burp when I do the plugs? Arcadeaudio.net slash podbloggle. Why am I going there? I am so... Do the plugs. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Married with Movies. You can find us anywhere that you listen to your podcast, as well as the other shows in our network, Arcade Audio, arcadeaudio.net slash podbloggle. <laughs> so Steve did exactly what I did. Shut up. For, for Rate, for review, and subscribe every year diary. podcast. Facebook.com slash Married with Movies. At Mary W. Movies on Twitter. At Jan with, with Movies. Gmail.com. For me, at your host, Mold30, on Instagram, for my show, Boxing Friends, arcadeo.net slash podbloggle, for the third time now, my retro wrestling Man, diary. If you want to go to your retro wrestling diary. Go to it. I work really hard on it. Read it. It's funny. Even if you don't like wrestling, I make references to other things. There's funny gifts. Fucking do it. God damn it. <laughs> He's so aggressive. I've been talking about Dark Phoenix for an hour and three minutes. And down on TV here, our pets' heads are falling off. 
been a rough go of it. Is it a is it a bad time to tell you that uh, the other TV's broken? Let's not shut up. For a mullet. This is mullet. Signing out for this week's episode of Married with Movies. We'll catch you next time on our couch. Slash the movies. Although we did play Gary Busey Pet Judge in there too. <laughs> Fuck. We haven't tried to turn it on since. Go, go Gary. fart on some soup or whatever you want to do. <laughs> Everyone, stop what you're doing. Go to Amazon Prime Video and watch Gary Busey Pet Judge. You won't be disappointed. By the time I get to Phoenix, she'll be rising. She'll find the note I left hanging on her door. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.